I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son. Oh, I love that song. Hey, welcome back to the AmeriChicks. I'm Kim Munson. We dissect issues as as, uh, right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. It's easy for me to say this morning. Uh, Check out our website, americhicks.com, and sign up for our emails. Love hearing from you. We will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guests, topics, and important events. And we are the AmeriChicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering a conservatarian perspective. And we have on the line with us Senator John Cook, a senator here in Colorado, uh, who has, I mean, he... Senator Cook, it's got to be wild down there. I don't know what to say what's going on at the Capitol. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing fine, thank you. And, uh, yeah, things um, things are going to be ugly this uh, this session, I think, and it's, it's starting already. Yeah, it didn't take long. And, Senator Cook, we also have uh, Jason McBride in studio with us. And then Steve, I think may, our producer, may jump in with some questions as well. But uh, try to set this up a bit. Uh, Governor Hickenlooper, uh, before he went out of office, issued an executive order uh, regarding uh, LEVs, or low-emission vehicles. And then Governor Polis, when he got into office, and he hasn't been there that long, issued an executive order for ZEVs, or zero-emission vehicles. And um, what my understanding, Senator Cook, is is this ties uh, us to the standards in California, which are very, very stringent. Uh, maybe set that up a little bit more for us, please. Okay, sure. Um, yes, you're correct. Uh, Governor Hickenlooper did an executive order uh, because he couldn't get it passed through the legislature the year before. So what he did is said, um, we're going to follow. He uh, told the Air Quality Control Commission to come up with uh, emission standards that uh, equals California's on low emissions. Excuse me. And then uh, Governor Polis, uh, just a couple weeks ago, uh, decided that we need to follow California's emission on zero emission, so all electric vehicles. And um, that does tie us to California's emissions. And uh, that California's you know, geography is a lot different than Colorado's. And uh, we um, will be governed from Sacramento as opposed to Denver. Boy, and they're doing a great job out there in California. I de- that just makes me so happy, Senator Cook. <laughs> I know. It, it, it is kind of crazy. Um, California's had this for a while. And what it does, it also mandates that private business, that um, uh, car dealers, have to sell a certain number of zero-emission vehicles or low-emission vehicles. And if they don't, they get fined. Uh, they get fined $5,000 per vehicle um, for under their quota if they don't sell whatever their quota happens to be. Uh, and so what they do is uh, they're going to have to pass on that cost to the consumer by adding or uh, raising prices of other vehicles. Okay, so Senator Cook, what you're telling me is is that if our dealers here in Colorado don't sell cars uh, to people that, and the cars that people don't want, that they're actually going to be fined. And, uh, and that's going to raise the cost for the cars that people do want. I mean, it's beyond belief. Correct. I mean, who thinks this stuff up, Jason? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> yeah, it, it is nuts. Um, because, you know, 70, I think it's 74% of all vehicles sold here in Colorado are trucks, light trucks, or SUVs. And they don't make very many uh, ZEV vehicles on that because the batteries, the technology is just not there yet for uh, towing and, and hauling things. 
Well, and my understanding is, is, is to offset these penalties, or they could actually go out and um, buy credits, if you will. And there is only one place where they can buy these uh, electric car credits, and that happens to be Tesla. And Elon Musk over at Tesla, I, I found an article in the L.A. Times back in 2015. So, you know, over the next four years, additional money has been given to him. But he'd received $4.9 billion in government subsidies. And now you see this this is just a program to, to you know, fund money over to Tesla. And uh, wh- thank you, first of all, for, for bringing forth this legislation. So what does your legislation do then exactly? Well, um it's very simple, actually. It just says that uh, the state of Colorado cannot adopt uh, California emission standards, and uh, they can't go anything um, above and beyond what the federal emission standards are. So it, it's, like I said, it's just a very simple bill saying that uh, we have to follow the current EPA uh, emission standards. Well, Senator, not adopt California. Senator Cook, how this is really going to affect, I think, everyday hardworking people. First of all, I've, I've, I've seen that this could raise the cost of a new car anywhere from $4,000 to $6,000. That, that prices a lot of people out of the market for a new car. So then that means that they, they keep the car that they have, which means they're not trading that in. So people that might want to get into a used car will not. There's going to be, as Jason, you said, a really tight market on this. And you just look at the economy on, on that. And so ultimately, this hurts, I think, mobility of people. And my good friend Helen Raleigh, who immigrated from China, said freedom of mobility means free people. And so, I mean, I think there's some real dire consequences to this, Senator Cook. No, you're absolutely right, because uh, not only is it uh, limit our mobility, but people aren't going to be able to afford a new vehicle. And new vehicles now... Um, the internal combustion vehicles are so much cleaner and they put out so little emissions already that this law is really um, uh, unneeded. But, or not this law, but these executive order and the emissions. Um, but not only if does it uh, hurt the mobility, but think about it. If I can't afford a new car, I'm going to keep driving my old one, which does not, um, that puts out a lot of emissions. So, it's going to have the reverse effect because people aren't going to be four cars. They're going to keep their old ones, and those cars are going to be polluting at a higher level. Okay. So I think it's going to have the opposite effect of what they want. Well, that's, that's funny. When, when government overreaches, that tends to be what happens. Uh, okay, Jason, you had a comment? Well, I had a uh, uh, comment and a question, if I may. Mm-hmm. One is, uh, you know, I think this could also cost jobs as well because if the dealerships are getting fined, uh, one of the places they're going to go first to save back that money is to, you know, tighten up how many employees they have, too. The employees are always one of the first casualties uh, to get hit. And when uh, you're being mandated that you have to sell something or else you're going to get in trouble for it, uh, you know, that leads to uh, consumers sometimes being, uh, let's say, sold uh products that are not the correct fit for them shall we say well that seems oh, that, like that's correct yeah go ahead john no i was just gonna say that, that that's correct because um if, if they're losing money the first place is personnel because that's the most expensive uh, part of any organization is is the people so um some people are going to be losing their job because they're not going to be able to meet the mandate set by california senator cook the other thing is is consumers 
will very possibly, I think, go and buy cars in other states. Is it has uh, you know? Has anybody really thought about that? You know, probably not. Uh, because if, uh, if I have to pay two to four thousand uh, dollars more for a vehicle, I'm going to go to Wyoming. It was much like my argument with the magazine ban. People are going to go to Wyoming or Nebraska um, to buy the magazines or the or now vehicles. They're, they're going to force um, a business out of the store. They're going to force people to buy the vehicles and support businesses in, that, in other states. And so ultimately, we're going to see, again, a loss of jobs probably right here in Colorado because uh, dealers could go out of business because of this goofy, these two goofy, I, that's my opinion, goofy executive orders uh, that have been put in place by Governor Hickenlooper and by Governor Polis. Um, Senator Cook, we've got just a couple of minutes. Uh, your final thoughts on that and uh, how can people help you out, support you and get more information? Well, uh, first off, they can help me by coming down to testify for my bill when it comes up. Um, I believe it's on the 7th. They can come down and, and testify for it and how talk to their uh, legislator personally if they come down to the Capitol. And what I would suggest is they reach out to whoever their state senator or state representative uh, are and, and talk to them and, and tell them that we don't want to be governed by California and we don't want to have to meet their air quality control standards. Most definitely. And uh, what is your website, Senator Cook? Um, it is John, uh, jcooksd13.com. Uh, John Cook, com. Okay, and Cook is with an E on the end, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. Well, very good. So, Senator Cook, thank you uh, for putting forth this legislation. And so February 7th will be the hearing. And uh, so either, you know, email, contact, call your uh, representative and then if you uh, want to have a great experience going down to the Capitol on February 7th, <laughs> I say that tongue-in-cheek because I've gone down right. and testified a number of times. But it's important. Uh, you know, everybody needs to do something every day to make sure that we, you know, that we, we stand for freedom and, and for people to have the opportunity to have the choices that they, they want to make instead of being forced. I mean, this, this whole thing of force uh, does not does not bode well with uh, with free, freedom loving people. So, thank you so much, right. Senator John Cook. Thank you, absolutely. Thank you. Okay, can you believe that, Jason? It is funny, and uh, I know we only had limited time. I, I wanted to ask uh, uh, the senator uh, a question. I've always had. Well, what do they do with the the batteries in these electric Good. vehicles once they're shot? I mean, aren't those things full of like lithium and all kinds of toxic? Ca- where where do they go? Well, that's going to be a real problem. I mean, Yucca Mountain? I mean, we're going to have to reopen that? I, I, Where do all these toxic batteries go when they run out of juice? They haven't really thought about it, that. And then the other thing is, is there's a lot of uh, mining that has to go into the the uh, ingredients, if you will, for these batteries as well. And so it's, it's, it's really not, um, I mean, it's really more of a, a religion. And and a, and a belief versus they haven't really thought this through. Steve, you had a thought. Well, to Jason's point, it's like, and the senator just kind of made a blanket statement: the te- technology is not quite there yet. Part of disposal of the used batteries is that comes under that technology umbrella. Well, wait a minute before you get too excited about this. What do we do with this problem over here? So, it's kind of an all-encompassing thing. But the other thought I had: what is every politician want when he gets a first term a second term 
So I think Polis is already playing to this, you know, the Boulder Denver corridor of free thinkers uh, in terms of you know what he's going to be doing for the environment type of thing. Whether he really, really, really buys into this or not, I, I don't know. So you think, it, yeah, I think you're probably right. It's a political strategic move as well. But but our job then is to ask the questions that Jason just asked. And that is, is let's think about all of the uh, consequences of these decisions. And I think there will have to be some place, uh, Yucca Mountain, if you will, or whatever, for all of these batteries. Well, and final quick comment, Kim, is money always the answer? So if we're so concerned that these uh, internal combustion cars are damaging the environment, why is it okay for you to, quote, get away with it then just by paying some money for some carbon tax somewhere? So it's okay if you uh, damage the environment and destroy the planet as long as we get a few of your almighty bucks in our hand. That solves it. See, that's where I don't buy it. Yeah, exactly. I have, I have a good friend who works for a Western Power Authority, WPA, yes, and it, this is one of his pet peeves because people get so caught up in electric vehicles. And but they're so tunnel vision. It's like, well, where is that electric coming from? You know, right. and plus the network or the ability to charging station infrastructure. I guess the governor calls it charging stations and stuff like that. But he says, not for a second. Do you, you know think get lost in this idea of electric cars and don't think that that electricity is being generated somewhere? Absolutely.